You are listening to The Stream UK and Alison and Partners podcast. Hello and welcome to The Stream UK and Alison and Partners podcast. My name is Andrew Rogers and joining me on the line is Steph Libus from our London office. Welcome back to the podcast. Hey Andrew, thanks for having me back. This week we'll be diving into brand purpose and why it's so important. So why does your brand need to stand for something? How can you get started? Steph, can you explain what we as an agency usually mean by brand purpose? Yeah, so basically we see it as the reason behind why a brand actually exists beyond making a profit, beyond making money. It's storytelling really that appeals to the human emotion and empathy as opposed to purely focusing on the sale or the practical application of a product or a service. So we embody that ourselves as a brand, but then we try to help our clients embody that as their own brands as well. And why does it matter that brands have a brand purpose at all? I mean, in many ways, people say that it reflects the changing way that consumers behave in some cases. But even when we're looking at B2B brands, why should they care about their brand purpose? Well, when you look at the way customers are making their purchasing decisions, things like empathy and trust and care are becoming increasingly more important to their decision making. And they're very, they're vital brand currencies, essentially. And so both B2B and B2C brands really have to connect with customers on an emotional level rather than just the point of sale. We actually just released a piece of IP called Talk Human to Me. And it really digs into that emotional side and going from the practical to the emotional and looking at how effectively brands are actually currently what we call, quote unquote, speaking human to their audience. And I'm glad you brought up the Talk Human to Me report, because there certainly are some really interesting findings from that. And I know that in some of our podcasts recently, we've been taking the time to run through some of the really interesting findings from it. And I think, as you said, brand purpose is really such a core one there. And I would highly recommend anyone who hasn't read it yet to uh, visit alisonpr.co.uk and navigating to the Talk Humans Me report and having a read through. Uh, So pause the podcast here, take a read and then join us again. Mm -hmm. I do want to look specifically at B2B brands because in many ways they previously viewed brand purpose quite differently from consumer brands. How would you say they've defined it in the past and how how is that potentially changing? Well, actually, we're finding a lot of B2B brands are really struggling to progress with their brand purpose and clearly define it. It's not to say that they don't know they need to. We found that 96% of them, they know that they have to humanize their brand, but only 26% have actually achieved this. And so I think there's a real white space there in defining what that brand purpose is. And I mean, that's something that we do on a daily basis with our clients acting as the strategic advisors to help them clearly define that and make sure that they are going in the right direction. So there are quite a few things that they can do to, to help that progress. And as you say, so many B2B brands know that there's more work to be done, but they haven't achieved that yet. So from our point of view as an agency uh, making recommendations, what would you say is the best way for them to get started on this journey? And how can they find that white space that you mentioned? Well, the first thing is to know your audience. You have to speak to them and with them, not at them. Look at your messaging. And I always say, put yourself in their shoes. Act like you are the consumer. Take a look at your messaging. And how would you feel reading that if you were the intended 
customer, you know, am I just being sold to or do they actually understand my needs? And you have to understand the emotional arguments that consumers have for themselves. I talked about empathy and trust being brand currencies. And this is something that applies to, I mean, every, every company that quote unquote sells something, or if you're providing a service or a product, you have to think about those emotional arguments that they're having, not just the logical arguments they have. It's, you know, they're not thinking just about how much it's going to cost them, but how it's going to impact their life. Is it going to provide value? Is it going to make my life easier in any way? While that might seem like a bit of a stretch of thinking for a B2B company, especially if you're thinking, oh, well, my audience is, is a, a corporate business, not a, a you know an everyday consumer. You have to think of them as an individual and think about what they're going to look at. Yes, they're thinking about the bottom line, but they're also thinking bigger picture of, how is this going to help improve my company? And that's that's the most important thing I would say uh, to any B2B brand. But then you have to also invest in the story and find the right people to be your brand voice. Don't just look at the CV of who your spokespeople are in the rosters. Think about the stories that they can tell and have very specific spokespeople for the different angles you're trying to communicate. Because the more they can relate to that angle and that theme, the more genuine it's going to seem, and therefore the more connection that they'll have with the audience. And finally, use the audience that you have. Take a pulse survey, get their feedback on how they think your messaging is and your overall brand communications. Get a survey from them on how they feel about the industry make them feel like they're actually a part of your story. So if I was a brand listening to this, I'd certainly have a really useful place for where to start and uh, how to get started on my journey to really humanizing my brand and building brand purpose. Um, I do want to take a bit more of a look at a specific sector um, and how we can apply it there and to, to kind of show how does this really work in practice. In this case, I want to dive into healthcare. For many reasons, we've got some really interesting clients that we work with, Alison and Partners, in the healthcare space and the health tech space. It's also an area in which... The agency is award-winning, which is very exciting, but I won't, uh, I won't embarrass you too much with the details on your win there, Steph. Gee, thanks. <laughs> uh, but I do want to dive into, okay, healthcare brands is a really interesting example of how they've approached brand purpose recently. So can you tell me a little bit more about, you know, how they've looked at it, what makes it unique, and maybe what other sectors can learn from what they've done? Well, healthcare it has changed drastically. And there are so many different areas of healthcare that you can look at. It's not a one size fits all between pharma and health tech and insurance um, and startups and things like that. Uh, But the one thing that I've seen is that there is a drastic difference in the way healthcare brands in the US market themselves versus the UK. It's, it's much more in your face in the US. You know, we have adverts on TV that are very specifically pushing a specific drug or product. But the one thing that they do really well while they're a bit in your face about it is they're really good at storytelling and tapping into the consumer's emotions. When you look at those adverts on TV for the various medications and pharma companies, it's always like a mini movie. Um, You feel like you're getting to know the person in the advert and that's who the consumer is. You're understanding 
what their problem is, how this product is helping them and improving their quality of life. And that's tapping into the emotional side of their decision-making. If you're somebody who suffers from something, especially in the healthcare industry where you have a medical problem, seeing it in a more human way and a more relatable way is going to influence your decision-making. Now, the decision-making in the U.S. is very different. Obviously, Americans tend to go to their doctors and request medication, whereas in the U.K., it's the other way around, where the doctors are the ones making the, the recommendations, which is, I guess, technically how it should be. But that doesn't mean that healthcare brands can't still utilize this idea of humanizing their brand purpose. Thinking about what their product or their service is and how it's going to positively impact the consumer's life. And they can do that through their communications, through their advertising, through their comms, and understanding specifically how that potential customer is going to make a decision. Like I've said before, it's it's less about the practical and more about the emotional. Looking at some specific examples of where this has happened, what would you pull out as some really great examples of brands, especially in the B2B space, defining their brand purpose? Well, I'm a bit biased. I do think Dexcom does a great job. Uh, yes, it's a B2C product, but in the UK, actually, it is a little bit of a B2B product as well because we deal very closely with HCPs and patient organizations. So it's not always direct to consumer, but I think it's just part of their genuine brand ethos. And for any organization, B2B or B2C, it needs to start there. It needs to start at your brand ethos. And then that will naturally come out in your communications. And to them, it's about the people. And that's where I see healthcare brands, particularly B2B, really being successful is thinking about the people. And for anyone listening at home who might not be aware of Dexcom, can you give them a quick introduction to to them as a company? Yes. So they are a health tech company uh, based out of San Diego, but they're global and they uh, manufacture continuous glucose monitors. So in the UK, we focus on people with type one diabetes and they can wear this continuous glucose monitor and it in real time tracks your glucose levels. Um, There's alerts and alarms that are both in real time and predictive. And so if anybody who has type one diabetes or knows somebody with type one diabetes, they can understand the amount of discomfort and stress that can come with having it. And so it really is a huge weight off your shoulders, especially if you think about a parent of a child with type one, they can sleep again because they know that their child is safe. And so it's just, it's a really incredible device. And I think for me, that's what makes it so easy to work with them is that it's something I truly believe in. And pretty much everybody who touches this account and this company also believes in it. And so I think, again, that's why they do such a great job in communicating their brand purpose. And how about some of the other examples out there? I think Vitality actually does a really good job too. It is, again, a bit more the consumer side, but it's it's insurance and it's hard to make health insurance fun, but they've done a great job where they've taken something that I would say most people can connect with and, and find nice is they've taken that, you know, the dashing puppy and put it everywhere. And they now have this positive association with their brand where when someone's thinking about them, you know, exactly already between the 
brand ambassador, if you want to call him, and the colors that they use to create a sense of emotional well-being. And I think that's actually quite ingenious because it's so simple to do, but you're already getting off on the right foot with the consumer because they're in the mindset now of something positive rather than negative. There's no fear mongering. And I think especially for B2B, you want to avoid any type of fear mongering. That's not the emotion that you want to tap into. You want to tap into something that's forward looking, that is problem solving. And so any example that I would pull out would probably cover off on those things. Let's talk tactics now. How can you communicate your brand purpose to the audiences that it needs to reach in a really effective way that they're going to understand? The one thing to remember is to communicate the brand purpose of your company, not of the industry. So you need to differentiate yourself from others in your industry rather than getting lost in the crowd. So I think that along with some of the other things I mentioned before about knowing your audience, uh, investing in the story that you're creating, and then also creating really genuine and personalized content. It's not a one size fits all when you're looking to communicate to your audience. And so that approach to content won't work here. And that really goes for any industry, not just healthcare. Uh, You need to spend time on the content strategy and the channel planning of where you're putting this content um, and how you are promoting it. Social media is another area that's on the rise. I would say different platforms obviously have different audience groups, but you shouldn't discount that just because you may be a bit scared of social media and not quite sure how to integrate that into your planning. But it is another very important channel. You need to treat it essentially as you would media. It's just another outlet of getting the story out there. Now, regular listeners of this podcast will know that I have a bad habit of putting our guests on the spot with the final question and often asking them to get out their crystal ball and look at how things will change over the next five years. So I'm going to do that to you again. But of course, anyone will know that listening back to our 2020 predictions podcast last December, our predictions tend to get overtaken by real events. But the way that you see the market evolving currently, how do you see brand purpose for B2B brands changing? And do you think that the pandemic has made any sort of real lasting change? The pandemic has changed everything. We all know that. And it's going to continue to. We can barely look ahead to the next five days, let alone the next five months or even the next five years. But I think one area that will likely continue to grow is using machine learning and AI to better understand your customers. I mean, as always, you have to make sure that you're maintaining an ethical balance when using that and not going too far into understanding your audience. But it's really an exciting space and I'm looking forward to understanding it more and evolving with it. I mean, I myself as a consumer, I'm already seeing the ways that machine learning and AI can be used to tap into the consumer mindset. And I think if it's done in the proper way, it's something that can be really beneficial. Steph, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to speak with us on The Stream UK. I really appreciate it. Um, As always, if you'd like to find out more about how we as an agency are helping brands create true purpose, please visit our website at allisonpr.co.uk. Finally, I'd like to remind everyone to subscribe to The Stream UK on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from so you never miss an episode. And you can always get the latest episode and analysis right here at allisonpr.co.uk forward slash stream. Thanks for stopping by.